This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. A big-time weekend in the world of sports continue today. Oh, there's so much to talk about and a big announcement. It happens right now. Chilling with you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM along with Will the Thrill and Brian the Brain. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Gordon Damer, hello. Larry, how are we feeling, my friend? We're doing outstanding, partner. How are you today? Uh, well, uh, I could be doing better. If my teams would actually do things that I enjoy, but we'll get into it over the next couple of hours. Well, then let's start right off with the Yankee trade, because as soon as I talked about it last night, I thought about you. I was going to call you, but I know that you have to get up early on Mondays and I didn't want to make you angry. So I just. Oh, and I was already angry, Larry. I was already angry. (laughs) So look, on paper, I kind of understand what the deal is, Gordon. I, I kind of get it. Uh, You want to go defensively. You want to improve your defense at shortstop. You want to improve your defense at third base. So in theory, I understand it. Here's the problem I have for you. And and also, I understand people were ready for Gary Sanchez to leave, and there was any amount of Yankee fans who are probably ready to drive him to Minnesota. But having said all that, my biggest surprise to this is another right-handed bat. I mean, I thought you guys were trying to be more lefty, trying to be a little, you know, a little more balanced in the lineup. Well, I'm assuming that's going to come at first base. Um, mm-hmm. When the tra- when the trade first, uh, when I first saw it, I-, I-, I looked at it and I thought to myself, well, you know, that's not a bad trade. That's a terrible trade. Uh, I-, I don't know. And you know what? It's not even so much the trade itself because giving up Urshela, you replace him with Donaldson. Okay, uh, you know, maybe Donaldson, if he's completely healthy for an entire year, um, he-, he will put up numbers if, he is- if he's out there. Although at the age of 36 – that window is, you know, he has hit his decline phase, and it's just how steep of a decline phase that is. But you're telling me the answer at shortstop is a guy who can't hit at all? I mean, the guy yes. kind of fell out of he can't hit. He can't hit at all. He's not a good hitter. This is the answer in the year where we have all these free agent shortstops, some gone before the, the, uh, the, the uh, lockout came, some still available now. And here's the part that I don't understand. You're saying, at least my belief was, you can't go out and get one of those guys because I'm assuming the Yankees are worried about the budget, but yet you're bringing in a 36-year-old third baseman who's getting $50 million over the next two years. Boy, they love Volpe, don't they? They certainly have a type. (laughs) They They certainly have a type, Larry. They they love him, I guess, because this guy's a stopgap. From what I'm hearing and reading about in, in all the articles I checked out, they, they they have their shortstop ready and waiting. He's a year away. They don't want to cloud it up, oh. cloud up the position by spending a whole lot of money on these other shortstops. So that's what they did. So they moved on from him. Uh, I got to tell you, though, I, I was a little surprised that – and listen, I, I get that because of the way Gary Sanchez has played, you can't get a lot for him. Right. But I expected a little bit more. <laughs> right. I mean, a little bit more. I mean, I, I get it. You have to sell low, right? You, you don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable bringing him, him back. You can't package those two guys and get a starting catcher someplace. I, I get it. Catching is tough to find. But I, I was not uh, certainly not overwhelmed with what they were able to get back. And, and just the, 
you know, the catcher I'd n- I've never heard of before in my life. I mm-hmm. saw pictures of him today, and he has all these. He's got muscles on top of muscles. I'm thinking, boy, he's got all these muscles. He can't hit the ball at all. I mean, he's not an offense. He's a he's a backup catcher. That's what they yeah. got. They got a backup catcher. And maybe and maybe Gary Sanchez is a backup catcher. Maybe Gary Sanchez is not a catcher at all because of his defensive limitations. Maybe he's right. just a DH at this point. But and the struggles that he's had with the fastball. Uh, I don't have a problem moving off that. I don't think that I could deal with another year of watching Gary Sanchez. No. And uh, Joey Gallo as well. So that would have been tough. Uh, but I got to be honest, it, just the where this leaves them moving forward to me is the most puzzling part. I don't have a problem giving up Gio. I don't have a problem giving up Sanchez. Donaldson, I guess, uh, is an upgrade at third base, assuming he's healthy. But you're not going to have. he could be. Yeah, I mean, but you're not going to have a hitter at, set, uh, at shortstop. If this is your shortstop, he's not a hitter. Uh, nope. And and then catching, uh, it's not like you really replaced him with anybody. It's just Higgy, now, baby. Higgy. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of Higgy, I guess. Two, yeah. y- you're going to have two backup catchers, and they're just going right. to alternate between the two days. So uh, you have to assume there's other moves to be made. But it's almost like, okay, what are the moves? Because now Matt Olson's off the board. Right. It doesn't seem like Freddie Freeman is uh, rushing to take the Yankees' money. Do we hear Toronto? Yeah, Kay, I did. He was talking about Toronto. I mean, if, if he goes to Toronto, Gordon, they, they've got an all-star squad. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in terms of, of hitters, I mean, they, they, yes. they will put up runs and they will score a ton. And, and, and look, here's all you need to know. At the end of last year, when the Yankees season ended last year, Aaron Boone, what is Aaron Boone's signature personality trait, Larry? He spins the best. Right. He's a he's, spinner. He's, he's overly optimistic, right? Delusionally yes. optimistic. Yes. And at the end of last season, he said, I think it was a direct quote, the rest of the teams have caught up to us. Now, obviously, they've not caught up to them. They've, they've surpassed them because they're mm-hmm. still playing. But let's just take it from what he was. He says that the other teams have caught up to us. So what does that mean? We have to improve. And I don't see any deals that the Yankees have made so far. At – Look, there's a baseball is a long season. A lot of things can happen. I'm sure the Yankees are still going to make deals. As of right now, the Yankees are not a playoff team. No, I agree with you. But but you're a long way from done. You're a long way from done. Uh, I would I, think I would are. I would say they're not done. I don't know if they're a long way from done. I don't know how much more money are they going to go out and spend uh, spend now? Because all of a sudden they might have a ton of money to spend. There's not all that much left to be spending it on. Yeah, well, maybe these are packaged. Maybe they're going to package these folks and move them on. I mean, I you know, I, I just, I, I just have a feeling that Cashman's not done. He's got to do something else. Wow, well, this I, is I not hope, a finished product. I'll just say I was not happy when the Yankees didn't make any moves, and then they went out and made a move, and I was even more upset. <laughs> oh, Cashman can't do nothing for you, huh? No, he just can't this please is, you, huh, Gordon? This, can't well, do it. If if this is an indication of him packaging a couple of players on our own team and what he's going to get back. I don't have high hopes, Larry. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, Rizzo at first? It certainly seems that way. Again, it's okay, but you you take a look at that infield. Mm -hmm. Is that like a big-time infield? No, it's not a big-time infield. It's not. There's a lot of pressure on your outfield to really play well this year to provide some offense, the way this team looks right now. You you need your outfield to be outstanding, and you need – a really solid year from Glaber Torres for this team to have to give you consistent run support. And I'm not sure about your starting pitching depth. No, I mean that's still we haven't even gotten to that yet. <laughs> I would just like to I just like to kind of fix the pitching. 
uh, or excuse me, fix the lineup before we even get to the pitching because in the, in the postseason, that, that's where the Yankees have gone sideways is they just don't score enough runs. And that would be another thing. It would be if, if this deal, like you didn't get a lot back, but you cleared out a bunch of money now, right. and now they were going to be able to go out and spend a ton of money. Like w- w- even if they did, what are they spending it on? Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're in the market for Chris Bryant. Um, I don't think that they're they're clearly not in the in the market for Carlos Correa. I don't know if they ever were, but that that ship has sailed. Right. They don't need any more corner outfielders. Nope. Uh, what center fielder is available? Marte's off the board. It's only hurt by the way. It's only <laughs> is he hurt already? Yes, he did oh, work he out really? today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only a matter of time before the Yankees announce they're bringing back Brett Gardner for the fiftieth year in a row. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. one 800 When we return, we'll hear from Brian Cashman on the trade. Michael Kay will weigh in, and we'll talk some Mets too. Jacob DeGrom, boy, he's he's healthy, but he sent out a, he set, fired a shot across the bow. And how about Peter Alonzo's day? We'll describe all that next on 98.7 ESPN. Well, I'll say this, Gordon, the bottom of that Yankee lineup potentially could be like a uh, National League lineup. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe people will get the small ball they've been asking for, Gordon. Low bunt, yeah. low hit and mm. run, low sacrifice. Oh, it should be fun. Listen, it beats it beats striking out and no home runs. It beats home runs and strikeouts. Well, I mean, in 127 games last year, kind of Falella, however you say his name, he struck Falefa. out 104 times. Mm-hmm. So it's well, not he fits exactly, right in. Yeah, he fits right in. The Yankees got a type. And, you know, just remember, like last year, Glaber Torres' defense at shortstop was atrocious, and obviously he couldn't Brutal. put it back here. But his offense was terrible, too. His yeah. offense was a major issue last year, and yet Glaber, even as bad as he was last year, was a better offensive player than IKF, as I'm now going to refer to him. Okay. Well, he might be a better player, Gordon. He just might be a better player overall, Glaber. You know, he just oh, yeah, know. no, that, I mean – you know, but might, just, just to show you how we're talking about, well, this guy is such a g- defensive upgrade. Okay, but right. he's not—he's not an offensive. He, he's not a good offensive player. Yeah, he's just not. Well, I don't know what to tell you, my friend. The only right. thing I can say is, it, it, let me try to put a positive spin on it for you. Okay, give it to me. Okay, here's the positive spin on it for you. Mm. Uh, you're not going to have balls <laughs> going up the up the middle the way you did. Previously, well, let's hope. And so. if you're not going to score a lot of runs with the hits, you can't afford to give up a lot of runs and and make and extend innings. So hopefully, hopefully, he will give you an occasional hit. He'll play solid defense. You'll get better years from Lemayhu, who's got to be better than he was last year. You'll get you'll get a solid year from Judge. He'll stay healthy like he did last year. Gallo, maybe he'll hit. If, if Gallo hits two forty, that would be like four hundred for him. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't get my hopes up on that one either. But that's another one. Where's Lemayhu playing? Lemayhu is he might be at first base. Yeah, that's not good either. He's not a first baseman. <laughs> but I think he's going to be – you know what? This is going to be the way he was when you get, when you guys first got him. They'll find spots for him. He'll, mm. This day he'll, he'll, he'll play third. He'll rest – because, listen, Donaldson is not going to play 162 no, games. I guarantee you no, that. No, he's not. So he will they'll, – they'll find some spots there. And speaking of Donaldson, here's what Michael Kay had to say about his importance not only on the field but off of it. 
What this does, Donaldson has an edge, and that's a nice way to put it. The Yankees, as a team, have not had an edge, and this guy will rub people the wrong way. And I think they need that. The fact that they acquire a guy like Donaldson, they need that on that team. The Yankees are very likable, good guys. But is there anybody that's going to get in your face in the clubhouse? I think Donaldson will. And if they bring back Rizzo, Rizzo also a really good clubhouse guy. And I think that that's going to be gigantic as well. They finally decided, you know what? Chemistry and what you do in that clubhouse matters. We can't put a number on it, but we know it matters. All right, Gordon, so what do you think about that? I hear you laughing. It's amazing. He rubs people the wrong way. Maybe that's why he keeps changing teams every year. It <laughs> could be. I mean, he's bounced around a lot for a guy who he puts has. up some decent numbers. Um, it feels like the, the, you, you talk about that these are good clubhouse guys when you didn't get the most talented guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you're making it out as if this was a plan not to get the most talented guys, but to get better clubhouse influences. We'll see. Um, Brian Cashman, I've said before, I'm generally a defender of Brian Cashman. I said people can go broke betting against him generally. Uh, this is not one deal that I look at and say, boy, that, that, that's going to solve a lot of issues. It, to me, it actually it, it raises more questions than it answers. And what does it say about how he's handling the clubhouse, Gordon? Is that is that a statement? Well, that, that wasn't that, that isn't that what Aaron Boone is here for to I keep thought, the guys right. We don't want I the thought. manager to be on edge. That's why we got rid of Girardi. I thought. Yeah. So now Weird. Donaldson's here to and Rizzo's here. What are we saying? Are we saying it's a laissez-faire clubhouse that that he's because he's maybe he is as as optimistic with them behind closed doors as he is in front of the microphone for the media. That's what it sounds like we're saying here. It, that, that's absolutely what it sounds like we're saying. That's absolutely what. And again, when Aaron Boom was brought here, it was supposed to be that he was going to unlock the potential of the young baby bombers, including one Gary Sanchez. That never got unlocked. Let's put it that way. Well, it, it got locked up. It got unlocked. That's why he's gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Clubhouse. All, yeah. His locker is empty. Yeah, his locker. It's unlocked. Yeah, he, he unlocked the locker. That's about the only thing. It's off to Minnesota. Speaking of getting in people's face, Josh Donaldson and Garrett Cole have a little history. <laughs> Here's what Josh had to say about his comments on the Yankee Ace. Well, first off, I think when I named Garrett Cole as part of the thing, I said, look, he's the first guy that's pitched since suspensions have been handed down. That was what I said about Garrett Cole. And I said that I thought that this was a league problem, right? And those are my words. And I felt like the league has addressed the issues that were at hand. After that, you didn't hear from Excuse me, you didn't hear from me. And today, we're sitting here, and our goal is to win a championship for the New York Yankees. And that's where we're at. Now, clearly, uh, the Yankees called you in to bring Donaldson and Cole together because that's what you do. (laughs) Yes. Oh, if they ever need me, just give me a shout. I'm free. I mean, they should have used you already. They (laughs) they should have called you before they even made this deal. I'd love to be a fly in the wall when those two guys get together. Well, look, Roger Dorn and uh, Wild Thing, Ricky Vaughn, they had their issues with the Indians, and they won won a pennant. So um, it can happen. It's all about baseball. So hopefully these are guys who have been around the block. They'll they'll put it together. And you know what? If if Josh Donaldson goes out there and hits a three-run home run the first time that Garrett Cole pitches, it'll all be water under the bridge. What happens if he makes an error that allows a wow, run to score? Wow, forget lose. All, all bets are off, Larry. <laughs> I mean, baseball players are psychos. I mean, they have yes, they extremely are. long memories. So They do, like uh, elephants. 
Yes, but look, we got a good clubhouse guy now, so that's what we're gonna. That's what we're It'll banking be good. the It'll season on. It'll all be now. okay. It'll Boy, all be okay. I, now. That's not the. That's not the analytical approach the Yankees have been taking. Whatever happened to? Oh well, you know, you just get the most talented guys, and it's it's about what the you know the the numbers that you see on the page and all that. I didn't think it was about the clubhouse. Good clubhouse well, guy. Interesting. Clubhouse guy. Mm. You need the clubhouse guy. By the way, good job out of you uh, throwing in a couple of movie references that oh. folks will need at the top of the hour when we unveil our March movie madness bracket. Yes. So good job out well, of you. Well, we don't want to get sued, so we're going with March movie mayhem, Larry. Mayhem. mayhem. Yes, March movie mayhem. I'm, it's madness. We don't though. want to be confused with anything else. <laughs> we don't want to get any legal situation falling yes. our way. Yes. Well, you know, I, I had that in my mind. Because, you know, I, I that's understand. why I wanted to go. Right. <laughs> that's why I wanted to go. But we've got mayhem for you at the top of the hour. Speaking of the mayhem, Peter Alonso had something to say today, Gordon. That, that was as scary. And then when you saw the video. All right, so when when a when player steps to the locker, right, and he says, I'm just happy to be here, and you, and you hear it, and you're like, okay, what's going on here? And then he goes on, and he goes on, and he goes on. And then you see the video of the truck overturned, and he said he had to kick the windshield out. Gordon, that's scary. That's that is, really yeah. scary. I mean, the mo- I always say the most dangerous thing we all do every single day, and we completely take it for granted, is drive a car. And and you see it every day. We're all well, we're all guilty of it, right? Being distracted behind the wheel. We look at our phone, the radio. We're flipping the stations. We're we're, we're maybe driving a little faster than we should, and it is the most dangerous thing we all do on a regular basis, and it just shows you how quickly even someone like Pete Alonzo, who, you know, has athletic ability and, right, the, the great hand-eye coordination, and even him, uh, it could turn into a very dangerous situation very quickly. So he had the top story with the Mets earlier today, and we'll hear from him in a couple of minutes, but first – was Jacob DeGrom, and somehow nobody asked him how hard he threw. So I didn't hear about 100 miles an hour today. <laughs> He's but what himself I, this year. Exactly, but what I did hear is that he might be leaving. Here's what Jacob DeGrom had to say about possibly opting out. Yeah, you know, that's the plan. I won't take any more on this, but that's the business side of baseball. And as a player, you build in opt-outs, and that's the business side. But for me, I don't want that to be any distraction. Like I said, I'm excited about this team. And I've said it before, love being a Met. think it would be really cool to be one for my entire career. But, um, you know, the plan is to exercise that option and, and be in constant contact in the offseason with the Mets and, and uh, Steve Cohen in the front office. Did uh, seeing your new teammate Max Scherzer's money kind of influence your decision at all yeah yeah it's exciting you know like i said to see what ownership's doing and going and getting guys this is going to be an exciting place to be no we meant with the money don't 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 don't, don't try to switch <laughs> try, try don't to, switch try to play there. the show game on us right yes he was right yes getting the money yeah that's why i'm not thing out that's why i'm not picking up my contract besides we got a new owner i can get paid <laughs> I don't have to worry about the pennies on the dollar that I was dealing with with the World Ponds. And the last deal that he got was an incredible bargain for the organization. It was. So I would not think that that will happen again this time around. It won't. But, Gordon, if he doesn't, if he's not healthy, that, that, that's going to make a difference. There's a long way to go before the end of the season. The baseball season has a lot of tw- – I mean, it takes forever for a baseball season. And we brought, up it, we brought it up last week. I mean, is there a more risky player going at – considering who they are, considering mm-hmm. how great and how important they are to their team, 
is there a riskier player going into the season than Jacob DeGrom? I mean, he's he is the best pitcher in baseball. He barely pitched at all last season, and it didn't really feel like we ever got some resolution on it, did it? No. Mm-mm. No, not the way they handled it. Still don't know. <laughs> Still don't know. Well, and you hope to healthy. never know. You let's hope it never comes up again. You're and right. that's possible. It's possible. But and, and hopefully likely. Hopefully. Okay. Because, you know, everything looks great in the spring, as you well know. Everything looks great oh, in Florida. Best it's shape of their career, home. Larry. Please. Everybody. Everybody. You know, even Scherzer. Mm-hmm. Even Scherzer. Now, nobody talking about, well, you know, he couldn't make his last couple of, of outings in the postseason last year. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about the fact that he got, he's got $44 million and he's on our staff. Listen, love to have him. I'm happy. But, Gordon, I'm one of those realistic Met fans, okay? I know this guy is – is he going to be able to give me 20, 25 starts this year? I don't know. How do I know? There's no way. I mean, he is – he's going to be, what, 34 this year at some point? Yep. Um, and uh, the way the last year went, I mean, remember, he was – lock he was going to win the Cy Young Mm -hmm. and I don't believe he pitched a game after July yesterday I got in a really kind of brutal car accident Uh, to me it's this is just really special to to be here this is a really special spring training uh, because yesterday is a really close experience to death Uh, my car flipped over probably about three times, and guy ran a red light, T-boned me, and to me, I'm just really thankful to be alive. I'm really thankful that I'm healthy. Very thankful to, to be here. It's just anything can happen at any given moment, and I'm just super, super blessed to be here. Hit, hit took some ground balls through, feel normal, feel fine. I'm going to be ready to go for full activity tomorrow. It's just that taking a day, do some personal work, like some one-on-one drills, but today I just feel really blessed to be here, not just alive, but healthy as well, and everyone in my family is okay, and I mean, my wife was an absolute trooper yesterday. She really helped, and you never know what can happen. Anything can happen at any given moment. Anything can get derailed at any single time, so uh, one thing I coming here to work, coming coming to spring training, and the next thing I know, I'm uh, kicking my windshield and trying to get out of a flipped-over car. So just really blessed to be here. Thank, nothing's wrong. Also, thank you, Ford, for having great engineering. <laughs> thank you, Ford, for having great – well, I guess there's another truck coming his way, Gordon. <laughs> I, I would hope so, or at least a couple of advertisements, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That has got to be – you know, just, just thinking about that. And then to go further with it, his wife wasn't in the vehicle, but she was right. in another vehicle and, yeah. and videoed it. It's like, would you imagine what she went through watching it happen? You know, when before I was married, my wife and I were traveling someplace, and it was the same kind of situation. We were riding on Route 80, and she was in a car in front of me, and I was in the car behind, and a guy, something happened with his car and either dropped oil or transmission fluid, and my car hit it, and I spun. I didn't flip. But I spun, but she was in front, and, and the way the road kind of curved, she just saw me spinning and never saw me come through to the – and she pulled over to the side of the road, and she was waiting to see what happened. And by the grace of God, same kind of situation. The car just missed me. Wow. Uh, I was able to just kind of pull up and poof. Talk about that. You get the sweats after that, boy. You, you, you see your life yeah. flash before your eyes. So yeah. I, can kind of, uh, I can kind of understand what he's talking about. And it's got to be tough. You're not exactly rushing to get behind the wheel again after that. No, no. <laughs> and, and you know, thankfully he's, he's okay. But, you know, mm-hmm. can you imagine you're, you're in a, an accident, you've got to kick through the windshield to get, to get out, out of your car. Oof. Scary. 
and and listen, thank God he had the presence of mind to do that, because right. you know you 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 know you you're trying you're reliving everything. You don't you're disorienting. You don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you, you know that could have. Oh man, no, oh. boy oh boy, it's uh, it just goes to show, Gordon. Right? It just goes to show. Doesn't matter what you do or who you are or whatever. You have to be careful. You just have to be careful. Yeah, it's a scary scene. It is, no question about it. We get to uh, your phone calls. Talk a little baseball with you at one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's talk to Buddha in the Bronx. He leads us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Buddha. Joe Douglas made up his list. He checked it twice. Buying <laughs> free eggs at the bargain price. No number wide receiver. Wait a second. <laughs> he got he got the the offensive lineman Tomlinson. That guy's a he's a good player. Comes over he's from the Niners. He's, a, he's you're building a good that player. wall in front of Zach Wilson. <laughs> it was a great wall, but you know what? It's four years in, and when Joe Douglas came in, Sam Darnold, we didn't know what he was. He was young. He didn't have the playmakers around him. Four years later, Zach Wilson is young. He doesn't have the playmakers around him. <laughs> The more things change, the more they stay the same. Well, I'm sorry, man. I mean, come on. Give me a number one wide receiver at some point. Somehow. Somebody? <laughs> Buddha, let me tell you something. Buddha, this is the first time I've heard Gordon Damer defend the Jets. That's how well, bad you I, I are. will say this. <laughs> the te- teams generally, the ones that make the headlines on, on day one of free agency are generally the ones that are making mistakes. And, and I get it that the Jets did not go out there really make, you know, you're talking about mm-hmm. signing a guard to $40 million. That might not yep. get, that's not the sexiest move in the world, but they bring back Berrios. They get the tight end from, uh, from the Bengals, who I think is, is a decent player uh, and they get him on a reasonable contract. He's a big target. Uh, I get it. I, I said on Saturday, I don't want to hear about how much money the Jets have caps. Mm-hmm. I hear it every single year. So I can understand where Buddha's frustration is coming yes. from. Yep. But I didn't take a look at the, the moves that they made today and think to myself, boy, the Jets are just making the same old mistakes. No, it's not necessarily mistakes. I mean, maybe I'm a little salty because, you know, the Sixers played another playoff team again and lost. But, um, <laughs> you know, then I had to watch Kyrie Irving. You know, you, you know listen, that Kyrie Irving entrance to the Barclays Center, mm-hmm. that was the best Entrance I've seen since Goldberg at Halloween Havoc when he kicked the doors <laughs> off at WCW. I mean, good God. I mean, these guys are drama queens forever. Mm-hmm. Cost hey, him I, 50K, too. Man. I'm sorry. I mean, the Sixers got me hot right now. I mean, gotcha. you know, James Harden's gotcha. about to get Doc Rivers fired. It, 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 it's going to happen. If it doesn't happen this year, it's going to happen by next year. I, I just want one of my teams, you know, to, to put, like, some kind of best foot forward. I mean, Joe Douglas is all right. He's done a little better than he did last year, which was a little better than the year before. But I was talking to somebody earlier, and I'm like, you know, it's year four. Yeah. I don't really want to keep hearing about McCagney or this person or that person. When this dude said he was getting – when they told you he was getting a six-year contract, you didn't, You thought it was going to be all right if the Jets didn't make the playoffs until the sixth year? <laughs> Yo, come on, bro. Like, come on. Like, stop it. It's ridiculous, man. You know, it's, no, it's they have ridiculous. to. No, they have expectations this year. They have to win. I would say eight games. They have to. They have to take a jump this year. That's fair. That's a, that's completely fair. You don't get multiple years of oh well, no. whatever games you can win, that's great. No, this year there's some expectations. Got to win eight nine games this year. Yeah, minimal. if you don't win eight yeah. games this year, to me, then the heat starts to get turned up on Joe Douglas. You but know, it is just day Gordon, one. Gordon's show was very good Saturday, you know, because of the guests that he had. 
The callers were abysmal. I was working and I couldn't get reception. So I, it was I, not I, I was a golden day was, for calls I was, I was on trying Saturday. To call it. The, the callers were horrible, and um, you know, I, one part that really you know kind of struck me is, and this was before this trade was made with the Yankees and all that. You know, mm-hmm. you know, obviously um, at this point Sanchez was addition by subtraction. Uh, we'll see what Donaldson is. Uh, we'll see what the other guy is, the shortstop. Uh, and, and the catcher, I, I'm not even going to lie to you and tell you that I know, you know, never, what kind of player he is. Never heard his name I guess, before yesterday. Right. So, you know, either he's going to platoon with Higgy or they're going to make some other move. I mean, they got to get a center fielder. But Gordon said, and now maybe in hindsight with the moves that are made, he might adjust his, his position. But, but, but oh, he was, like, complaining about the Yankees trying to sign Freeman. This dude is a left-handed, not an all-or-nothing hitter. And then Gordon was like he was 32. Listen, 32 is a big difference between 35. And, and Gordon, like, you know, as much as we complain about Hal Steinbrenner, I feel like he's permeating in your brain. But no, you worried it's about not, what it's kind not of a money question. he's going to make? Come on. No, it's not, it's not a question of that. But, you know, you're, you're, t- you're, t- you're investing. Like, if you're telling me to sh- that the Yankees are shooting their locks off the wallet, great. And they should. There's no reason why the Yankees can't go out and sign every single guy that they want to, but they're not going to do that. So I know that if they go and sign Freddie Freeman to $30 million a season, which is what he wants, they're not doing anything else. Now, after taking a look at the other things that they've been doing, I guess I probably would want $30 million sunk at first base, but that's just not a wise investment. And the way the Yankees have presented it, they want to be this smart organization Signing 33-year-old first baseman to $30 million contracts is always – it's, it's going to be a disaster. And some team is going to make a mistake two years, three years from now. But if you win a World Series before that, I guess it, you'll, you'll, you'll take it. But, um, yeah, that, Matt Olson to me, was the move for the Yankees to make. They didn't make it. So now we kind of wait. And it's pretty clear they're not getting Freddie Freeman either. I mean, I hope that that's not the truth. But let me ask you a question, though. And I, and I end it with this. I mean – if they did get Freeman, what would you want them to do in terms of with Glaber? Because I, I got to be honest with you, you know, it's easy to just say Sanchez and, and the two of them were not the greatest for each other because they both brought out the dog and not the good dog in each other. But who would you trust for the next three years? Would you trust Glaber or would you trust DJ at second base? Because if they got Freeman, then that's the there's two more decisions to make: the center field and then the second base. And, I mean, I like Glaber, and I'm happy you know, that he did what he needed to do, you know, that first year and all that. But similar to, like, Sanchez, I can't keep waiting for that to return. And, you know, maybe that was, maybe that's what his ceiling was. You know, and not in terms of being a player, but in terms of being a professional athlete. Like, like people have said, he got fat, and he's not the same guy. He hasn't been. No, he has not been. Uh, and you could have chalked up. You could have chalked up two years to go to the strange season, right? And he got uh, yep. he got hurt, and then he came back, and he wasn't. The same. He was even worse last year. Um, so yeah, the, the the first two years of Glaber, if that is just an indication of him playing shortstop, that that just got in his head to that degree, boy, that is going to be the the biggest light switch, I think you you've ever seen. And that's such a, a bad job by the Yankees to not realize that this guy was going to be so messed up by playing shortstop. A, a position that he he came up with in the minors that now you're expecting him to go back to second base and go back to those same offensive numbers. I don't know that I would necessarily trust that. Thanks so what would you do? Yeah. So what would you do? 
Well, well what I, you're going to have to do is, is very simple. Is you're going to have to ride him out if he's there. If if not, if he still does badly, Gordon, you have to look to move him, and you got you put LeMahieu there. You got space yeah. for him. That's what you'll do. Yeah, It'll I would think that gap. there would still be a market for Glaber Torres even after the season. I mean, he's still only 25 years old. He has had seasons in the majors where he's been an all-star level player. Um, I would think that there's still a market, far more of a market for him than there would be for DJ LeMahieu. No question about it. More of your calls next on 98.7. Yes, March movie mayhem, Larry. We discussed, we analyzed... We went back and forth on every sports talk show is going to have some sort of bracket. We did it last year. We've done it for years now. But what would be the topic? That was the real question. Mm -hmm. We've done the theme songs in the past. That was very successful. Back when I was in the mornings, I would do uh, TV shows or movies. or. But we had to figure out what was something that was going to rope in the listener. I think we have it this year. I agree. March movie mayhem, it is the ultimate battle of good versus evil. <laughs> Heroes and villains from sports movies primarily. It's sports performances. So there might be a couple of wild cards in there mm. where you say, wait a second, that's not a sports movie, but the person, the character is such a strong character that you know that they were involved in sports in some way. So we have our first region – all the voting is going to be up to you. And this is this is really, Larry, if I if I can say this, if I can be as bold to say this. Yes, go this ahead. is the listener's chance to redeem themselves <laughs> after the TV theme song throwdown where they just I mean, let's be honest, they just they fell over them. Uh, they they tied their shoelaces together and they tripped all over themselves. It was <laughs> it was an abominable performance at the end. And so this is really up to you guys. We're doing this for you. So we are ready to unveil our first region. Four regions. We'll do one a night. All the voting will be on Twitter, at ESPN Hardesty, at Gordon Damer. The station account will, I'm sure, retweet it at least once, maybe, hopefully. So let's get to it. The first region. Now, these are all heroes and villains in a sports context, TV, movies. We asked for your suggestions, so the window is now closed. <laughs> our first region, our number one seed in Region 1. I, th I was trying to come up with like a way of breaking it down, but mm -hmm. I couldn't do it east, west, north, south. So we just go with Region 1. And the number Good. one seed in Region 1 is... Wonder Boy. Put that on there. What does it mean? I made it a long time ago when I was a kid. I wanted it to be a very special battle. Oh, yeah. Of course it is Roy Hobbs, the of natural course. Larry. All he yes. wanted to do was walk down the street and say, hey, there goes the greatest hitter that ever lived. And he did. <laughs> and now he, he, can get a, he can have a new claim to fame. He's the greatest sports character in the history of TV and film. Second highest vote getter overall. Wow. Mm -hmm. And his opening matchup as the number one seed is against... You check in your rule book, but you won't find anything in there that says a dog can't play. He's right. Ain't no rules that the dog can't play basketball. All right. It is Air Bud. Air Bud, Larry. <laughs> the number 16 seed in region number one. I was not aware of this, but Air Bud, Larry, they did yeah. six of those movies. 
No you way. Would think, you would think the plot would get a little old. But wow. no. When you got kids, you're looking for movies to show them so they'll sit down and be quiet for a little while. Air Bud played volleyball. He played baseball. I'm not sure. Maybe the Yankees can sign Air Bud. Maybe he's going to be the first baseman <laughs> this year. He played soccer. He played soccer. He's like the Bo Jackson of, of canines, Larry. No, I'm sure he had the stunt double for some of those. <laughs> I'd have to think that, that there was not just one Air Bud, if you know what I mean. I do. I if know you, what you if mean. If you're doing six movies, you didn't do them in six straight years, I wouldn't think. No, I wouldn't think either. So Okay, so the first uh, matchup will be Roy Hobbs against Air Bud. The number two seed in the number one region is... Chapel, man, I ain't going nowhere. And why don't you tell all these nice folks why you've been ducking me? Politics, man. This country wants to keep me down. Keep everybody weak. They don't want a man like me to have the title because I'm not a puppet like that fool up there. I pity the fool, Larry. Intimidating young fella. Of course, that is the, the voice of Clubber Lang. Clubber mm-hmm. Lang, a number two seed. I would have thought for sure going into this would have been a number one. But no, a big surprise. Clubber Lang, number two. And he will face off. Now, this is going to show you how the connection to sports sometimes is a little looser than we would have thought. Mm-hmm. But the number 15 seed for Clubber Lang is... Uh-oh. That is the music of Jason Voorhees, Larry. I know. He got a hockey mask. He must have played hockey at some point. Yeah. I don't really pay attention to hockey, so I'm assuming he played hockey. He might be playing hockey right now for the Devils. I wouldn't know. So that's our second matchup, Clubber Lang against Jason Voorhees. And look, Clubber Lang, very, very tough. Jason Voorhees, he is... He slayed them, Larry, for years now. Yes, he's he not did. He's not slowing down. You thought that no, the, the, the Air Bud uh, scripts might have gotten a little stale. It was Friday the 13th. Those still rolling. Still Every rolling. Year. Still making money. Still, crank, still cranking <laughs> them out. All right, so number the number three seed in Region 1. Next up is... Well, can you fix my leg? I mean, with that thing you do? No need to fight anymore. <laughs> You prove a point. But what point? That I can take a beating? I mean, every time I see those guys, they're going to know they got the best of me. I'll never have balance that way. Not with them, not with Allie. Oh, Daniel LaRusso, the karate kid who, mm-hmm. back in the 80s, he was the hero, although the new TV show, Cobra Kai, Ugh. kind of presents Daniel LaRusso as the villain. So who is Is he hero? Is he villain? That's up to you. But he will match. What's that, Larry? Go ahead. Bringing them back is the, is the villain. <laughs> yeah, he might. He might be the villain. You never know. But he will be going up again. Who says I don't cover hockey, Larry? The number That's fourteen it. seed in the in the first region is. On this young man has had a very trying rookie season. What with the litigation, the notoriety, his subsequent deportation to Canada, and that country's refusal to accept him. Well, I guess that's more than most twenty-one-year-olds could handle. Who killed him? Uh, and that would be Ogie Oglethorpe from Slapshot. The hockey fans, Larry, you know. Oh, hockey yes. people, they love that Slapshot. That's like no their question. Casablanca. <laughs> no. Oh. And Ogie Oglethorpe, the hockey people, if they, if they unite, they could, they could run the table here. They uh, could. It's a little scary. They could. All right, be so, careful. Uh, yeah, that's the number 3-14 matchup. Four versus the 13. The number four seed is... I know you're tired. I know you're hurting, and I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but that just wouldn't be our style. 
Pain heals. Chicks dig scars. Glory lasts forever. Oh, that's Shane Falco from The Replacements. Oh, man. Yes, Shane, Shane Falco. Falco. Yes. Great name. Great sports name. Shane Falco. Yeah. That sounds like a quarterback. It does. And well, he kisses will be cheerleaders go- on the field. Right. <laughs> kind of surprising that Keanu Reeves didn't do more sports-based movies. You know, he didn't. He yeah. looked kind of looked the part, right? He did. He really did. He didn't do yeah. a bad job. It's far worse performances than uh, than uh, than his as Shane Falco. That's for sure. The number thirteen seed in that region is. This is history in the making. You're going to want to tell your grandkids and their grandkids and their grandkids. And when they look back in the annals of history, they're going to be talking about three things. Discovery of fire, invention of the submarine, and the Flint, Michigan Mega Bowl. Oh, and that, of course, is Jackie Moon. I say, of course, because I don't think I've ever seen semi-pro. But that is Jackie Moon. Mm -hmm, It's nice mm -hmm. to meet you, Jackie Moon. He's the 13th seed. Moving on, the number five seed. This is one of my personal favorites, one of my oh, okay. favorite movies of all time. The five seed in Region 1, Larry, is... That's the acid. I cannot hit curveball. Straight ball, I hit it very much. Curveball, that's our friend. I asked Joe Boo to come. Take fear of bats. I offer him cigar and rum. He will come. Just don't drink his rum. Bad things not. happen if you steal Joe Boo's rum, Larry. That's right. Uh, and the uh, the 12 seed there, the 5-12 matchup, a baseball, baseball extravaganza, the 12 seed is. After 12 years in the minor leagues, I don't try out. Besides, uh, I don't believe in quantum physics when it comes to matters of the heart. And that, of course, is Crash Davis from Bull Durham. The baseball, the real baseball purists, oh, they love the Bull Durham. That's like their, um, their slap shot. That's right. Absolutely. Great movie. Uh, it is a good movie. Very solid. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, uh, Kevin Costner, he might have another appearance or two here. A lot of sports movies for Kevin Costner. Oh, absolutely. All right, so that's the uh, 5-12, the sixth seed in the uh, number one region. Oh, a little bit of a throwback. Already mentioned the movie once. The number six seed is? Wax on, right hand. Wax off, left hand. Wax on, wax off. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. There you go. Of course, that's Mr. Miyagi. So that really kind of sets up an interesting, because if Mr. Miyagi gets through his first matchup Mm. and Daniel LaRusso gets through his first matchup, Larry, Daniel LaRusso has to go up against Mr. Miyagi. Wow. Very dangerous. Very. The selection committee says that they don't look at these type of things, but I'm not so sure. I know they do. I know they do. I believe that, too. Oh, drama. Drama. Here is a sleeper, if I've ever seen one, the number 11 seed he is. 18 years it is. Here's enough. (laughs) Hey, water boy. Yes, Mr. Coach Bull, you. You're fired. Oh, my goodness. Red Bull, you. He stole that. uh, He stole the the, the notepad, the, the game plays from Coach Klein. Very successful coach at, uh, what was it, Louisiana University? I think it was the Louisiana Cougars was his uh, school. So Red Bullu from uh, the Waterboy is the number 11 seed. So that's the 6-11. We got the 7-10. Again, sports in some form. The number (laughs) 7 seed, Larry, is? My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. 
You never know what you're going to get. Right now, I you might him. think well, Forrest Gump. That's not a sports movie, Gordon. Why? He, well, he he was he played at Alabama. He was a ping pong master, and uh, he was the, like the first ultra marathoner in the history of ultra marathoning. So that's that's big. I mean, he ran through history. <laughs> it ran from one end of the United States to the other and back again many times. Had nothing else to do. He had all that Bubba Gump shrimp money. Yeah, uh, and, and had he, pretty good speed to him too. Yes, absolutely. Keep it'll keep you thin. That's for sure. I, I mean, I might need to do that pretty soon after this whole thing is over. <laughs> uh, so Forrest Gump going up against the number ten seed, which is what's up. Came here to let you go. Pardon me. Came here to fire you, Jerry. It's real. You should say something. Oh, that is Bob Sugar, this the the prototypical sleazy sports agent from Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Played so well by uh, Jay Moore, the comedian. He doesn't do enough movies anymore. He was great as that sleazy agent. So He was perfect. That was the 7-10 matchup. Forrest Gump uh, and Bob Sugar. And then we just have one more. And a movie that we brought up before, the number eight seed is. The facts are we lost our two best players to free agency. We haven't won a pennant in over 35 years. We haven't placed higher than fourth in the last 15. Obviously, it's time for some changes. This guy here is dead. Cross him off, then. <laughs> Cross him off? Exactly. Rachel Phelps, the uh, team owner from, uh, well, I guess the, the Cleveland Guardians now, but, of mm-hmm. course, the movie Major League. And the number nine seed in that region is... A little nod to the gods. A, a nod to the gods. Yeah, to the gods. That he is fallible. That perfection is unattainable. And now the weight begins shifting back to the left, pulled by the powers inside the earth. It's alive, this swing, a living sculpture. And down through contact, always down, striking the ball crisply with character. And that, of course, is Roy McAvoy. Kevin Costner again on the list as a result of Tin Cup. So I don't necessarily think that... Uh, Kevin Costner's that great of an actor, but he can play a, a sports athlete. He can play an athlete pretty well. He does. So there is your first region, Larry. Wow. Roy Hobbs, Clubber Lang, Daniel LaRusso, Shane Falco, Pedro Serrano. The sixth seed is Mr. Miyagi, seven seed Forrest Gump. The eight, Rachel Phelps. Number nine, Roy McAvoy. The 10 seed is Bob Sugar. 11, Red Bull U. The number 12 is Crash Davis, 13, Jackie Moon, the 14, Ogie Oglethorpe, 15, Jason Voorhees, and the number 16 is Air Bud. And and, uh, voting, I should say, Larry, is now open for March Movie Mayhem on Twitter, at ESPN Hardesty. Switch it around. At Hardesty ESPN. At Hardesty ESPN. ESPN. I always Mm -hmm. get that wrong. I'm like dyslexic with Twitter. Hardesty ESPN and at Gordon Damer on Twitter. Your votes will determine it, so vote early. And vote often, people. And I have retweeted the picks, so this way you can get them ready to go. All right, we'll come back. Take some phone calls next on 98.7 ESPN. Step back to the phones. Trey is next. He's in Brooklyn, Texas. Hey, Trey. What's up, fellas? Trey, what's going on? 
How y'all doing? Gordon, really quick, I came in late on this crisis. What is the criteria for the movie Mayhem? What is the criteria, please? It is the greatest heroes and villains in a sports context in movies and TV shows. So if it's a sports okay. movie, that's great. If it's not a sports movie, but the person in the movie is an athlete of some form, that person still qualifies. So it's heroes and villains from all the greatest movies of all time, but generally a sports okay. movie. Okay, I, I came in late, so I was just hearing sports clips, and I was like, why the hell hasn't Fast Break or The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh been mentioned? The two greatest sports four, movies in the history of television. Four regions, so there's plenty of time right. to, to be unveiled okay. in the course of the week. All I'm just saying is, and, and, and Larry is of age <laughs> to know and remember the movie Fast Break, when they are on their way to Nevada and the police are behind them in the car, <laughs> Bernard King and Michael Warren. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Hilarious. It is. It was. One of the best scenes ever. Um, really quick, I got to say this. I'm not saying this because he's my big brother or nothing like that. I'm, I'm really, really trying to stay just unbiased. When are the New York Jets going to offer my brother Chris a job <laughs> in draft analysis? This is ridiculous. They need to get in touch with me so I can get in touch with him. That that man is, is awesome at what he does. <laughs> you talk He's been talking about this dra- man. He is mm, mm, I can't say enough. I can't say enough about my big brother. I'm biased because that's my big brother. But what I'm telling you is the Jets need to offer that man a position tomorrow morning. So you oh, want so so you want their people to talk to you and you will talk to your people to get to him. And, 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 and we can broker the deal and we can make it happen. You know, <laughs> everything is negotiable. I got you. You know, everything's for everything's for sale right now. With gas the way it's going, we're gonna be getting there with electric scooters. There's no question about that. We can't we can't do it. Um Larry, I I, I feel Gordon's pain with the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like it's like that move is like really odd. That was an odd move. It just it just struck me odd. Not the Gary Sanchez thing, but but who we brought back. And I, I get it. I heard what Michael. I heard the the the, the, uh, the soundbite from Michael K. That you know this guy's you know he's a fire starter in the locker room, and you know he's going to get in people's face and hold people accountable. That's fine. But just like Gordon said, there's a reason that this man has played on like what five teams. In the last, like, seven years? Yep. It worries me. That worries me, man. I don't, we don't need somebody walking around like the, uh, somebody, one of the villains, like that Gordon was just talking about for Movie Matters in the second, um, in the second major league. Like, oh, boy. You know, we don't need that. That We don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that. It, that. That's a worry for me. I'm going to sit back and let Cashman do his job. But I would be remiss if I said that that move yesterday didn't perplex me a little bit. And he's 36. He's going to be 30. I, mean, he'd be, I think he turns 37 in the middle of the season. Yeah, probably. That's about right. Yeah. He, ain't, he ain't buying green bananas going like that worries me, man. I, I'm not really feeling that move, man. But, you know, I know that they're fluffing it for the kid. You know, they're not they're not trying to make a big move because they, they, they still got that kid going to play shortstop. But that – the Donaldson thing just, I don't know. And we need pitching. I mean, stop playing games, man. We need pitching. Look what the Mets doing, man. We need pitching. We need pitching, man. I get it, man. Bring kind of falafel and all that and save for the kids. We need pitching. Damn it, do your job. I love you guys, man. <laughs> all right, Trey, thanks for the call. There's not that much pitching left. I mean, no. 
I mean, there's a bunch of players that are still there, and I'm sure that you can find some value. And I think that that I said on Saturday, Larry, that I think that that's the the, the tack that Cashman's going to take is that at some point there's going to be value for guys who are looking for that one-year deal maybe, you know, kind of reset the market a year from now because the offseason was so strange. They didn't hit a, a deal before the, the lockout, weren't able to have enough time before spring training to hit another one. Luckily, though, Rugnado Dora is already signed. He's with Baltimore, so we don't have to worry about that again. <laughs> and I'm sure Cashman will maybe take advantage somewhere, finding a couple of guys on a one-year deal. But, you know, there's not – there's not really all that much out there that you would say, hey, that for a team that is supposedly World Series or bust, that would be difference makers for this Yankee team. Uh, I mean, you're out of the shortstop market. That's the two that are still out there in Trevor Story and Carlos Correa. Um, I'm sure that there's a couple of outfielders available somewhere. That, that, but, I mean, you need a center fielder. There's not that many center fielders left. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know what, Gordon? It, 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 it's crazy. It's almost like the Mets have t- the Mets' philosophy has taken over the Yankees, where you you're making these trades with older players, and mm-hmm. you you're not you don't see where this is going. You you can't. This is not what you're used to with the Yankees, right? You're used to having what a Hall of Famer at every position, right? Uh, what somebody once said it's like walking through. Uh, uh, you know, Legends Field when you walk on Yankee Stadium because you had great players at every position, and that's what you're used to as a Yankee fan. And, you know, Gordon, when I was covering them, going to the ballpark every day, that's what I saw. Okay, you're looking at phenomenal plays. You're looking at a lineup from one to nine that pitchers were like, where's the, where's the easy spot here? Okay, where, where where's my where's my easy landing spot where if the first four guys get on, Maybe I can get this guy out somewhere, and and there was there was no landing, there was no easy landing spots, and now over the past couple of years, this is not what you've had with the Yankees, and you know I, I have a, I have a lot of respect for Brian Cashman from afar, and known him for a number of years, but Gordon, I, I got to tell you, I'm this different mode of thinking. It's almost like we don't. Re- it's almost like I I want to show you that I don't have to spend the money to make a great team, but they spend the money. And it's unfortunate because, in theory, you know, signing Hicks to the long-term contract should have worked. Signing Severino to the long-term contract when they did should have worked. They got injured, and so now that money has backfired. They're not getting the, the, the talent, and they're not getting the buck for the dollar. No, and these moves, it just doesn't, it just doesn't fit to me what the normal course of uh, thinking or it, it just doesn't make sense. You know, bringing in a 36-year-old third baseman. And look, he, he might have another good year in him. I hope so. He's got two year more here with the team, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope so. But the the other two, the, you know, bringing in the shortstop, uh, he he's not much of an offensive player. And you can tell me about oh, he's got a, a bunch of hits. He would have had more hits than anybody on the Yankees. It's not about the hits. It's about doing damage when you get the hits. And he has been a below average offensive player every season that he has played. And the idea that well, you have to just get somebody as a stopgap because these prospects they're going to be up here and they're going to be Yankees and they're going to be stars. Forgive me. I've lived too long to, to know the list of names of every prospect that a Jesus Montero was going to be unbelievable. This guy was going to be unbelievable. The, the, the list of, of, of former Yankee prospects, uh, Nick Johnson at first base, Drew mm. Henson at third base, Hensley Mullins at one time was going to be yeah. a superstar. So forgive me if I'm not ready to. Greg uh, Bird. 
Yeah, Greg Bird, right? Even guys who had some success at the major league level, mm-hmm. it didn't pan out long term. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.